This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't gotta wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now. Go make yourself a drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done, and the cake been baked. They need to come on with a drum or whatever they're gonna do. What's cracking, pimps? What's going on? And welcome to episode 10 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I am your host, Taylor Dunn, and yeah, things are a rolling since the last episode. We are officially in the middle of our cross-country move to San Diego. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to listen to the episodes before this, and I pretty much explain everything. But yeah, we've been moving, moving and grooving. I came and picked up all of our stuff, and it's in a truck somewhere. Hot, I'm sure, because it's 9,000 degrees in the south right now. And that's everywhere, but especially in Texas and Arizona, where I currently am. We're in Tombstone, Arizona right now at the moment. And let me just tell you, if I could have the money to purchase a single town and make myself the mayor, it would be Tombstone. We spent the day here today. Okay, let me back up a little bit. So we've been traveling for about three days now, okay? We left our home in Gulfport, Mississippi, and we went back to our, like, hometown that we went to high school in and grew up in for, like, three days. And we hung out there, and we watched all the college football games and, you know, visited with family and all of that. And it was really good. And I'm going to get into all that college football stuff a little bit later on. But uh, Tuesday, we got up real early in the morning and we started driving, right? Now, I've made this trip before. And the first time I made this cross-country trip, I was with a buddy of mine and that video is uh, posted on my YouTube channel. I think it's episode 17, I have it titled. And uh, if you want to watch all of that. But uh, the first time we went cross-country, we went the I Interstate 10 route, which basically takes you from Gulfport through Baton Rouge and then through Houston, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, and... Yeah, and you just keep on going. But the way that we went, since we started in Alabama, we went the Interstate 20 route. Now, for, you know, the 
tricks and scallywops from Wetumpka that listen to the Mac Daddy seminar, you know that if you're going to get to I-20, you got to go through Selma, okay? And we drove out to the middle of nowhere, and you know, we got on the interstate and we started driving and everything was good. You know, we stopped at Cracker Barrel and ate and, uh, we kept on going a little bit. And then we drove through chunky Mississippi. That's a name of an actual town that people live And all I could think about the entire time as we drove through the town was, imagine going to the post office and being like, yeah, I need to have something delivered. Okay, where's it going? Chunky Mississippi. Has to be the thickest part of Mississippi there is. It's not, there's a thick Mississippi and then there's a chunky Mississippi. And we got out and we put gas in our car there. And I think it's because that's how the air is. It's chunky. It's not even humid. It's chunky. You know? But yeah, we kept on driving and we drove like seven hours the first day. And we stopped in Shreveport, Louisiana. Right? So I've been kind of doing a little bit of research beforehand trying to figure out exactly where I want to stay. And I, I was like, you know what? Shreveport has a couple of casinos. It looks pretty nice. We're going to stay at the Margaritaville Resort. And it was a really nice hotel, super, super nice. And all the people there were really, really nice. And we, uh, it was kind of cool because it had like this boardwalk area right next to the Mississippi River that we walked beside and we were just out looking for something to eat because we were both starving and we kept walking and everything was good and we were both about to pass out because we were both so hungry and we went into this place it's called like cheesecake bistro is basically like a knockoff version of you know cheesecake factory And we go in there and, you know, all of our food is really good, but they had like this deal and you know, I'm a fool for a deal where you could get a piece of cheesecake of your choice and two glasses of champagne. So of course I had to be highfalutin, which is a new term today. Apparently highfalutin means fancy and I'm going to start putting that in my everyday conversation because we were at a restaurant today in Tombstone and we were looking over the menu and it said highfalutin fare and I looked at my wife and I was like what does highfalutin mean and she's just like I think it just means fancy and I'm like well Fancy is out of my vocabulary now. It's highfalutin from now on. I'm going to go into like a well-established cosmopolitan place in San Diego and be like, yeah, y'all got that, uh, 
Y'all got that highfalutin menu? I don't want none of the regular stuff. When you fly in an airplane, you don't fly in first class. You sit in highfalutin class. You know, I'm trying to live a highfalutin lifestyle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to highfalutin my way to the top. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start that. That's gonna be a thing. In a year, there's gonna be teenagers talking about, yeah, I had a highfalutin weekend, dog. It was lit. It was highfalutin. Yeah, me and Shirlene went to the prom the other night. It was great. It was a highfalutin time. But yeah, uh, we left Shreveport and the traffic was pretty bad. But it always is in like a big crowded area and then it evens back out again and then it just is nothing for like six hours. But the second night, we drove 10 hours through Texas and we stopped at one of my favorite places on earth it's this itty bitty town in the middle of nowhere called Van Horn Texas I posted a bunch of pictures of it on my Instagram and it's just so pretty but it's like one of it's one of those things where you have like I wanted to stay there because I wanted to wake up in the morning and be there when the sun was rising so that the sunlight would hit all the mountains just right oh my god it was like Microsoft uh, screensaver picture taking time it was fantastic and oh yeah I forgot to mention so we got a, a family friend who has a kid who is uh, in elementary school and they're doing a project about Flat Stanley. Now, I remember Flat Stanley from when I was in elementary school and it's about this white kid who was doing something and a bulletin board fell off the wall and smushed him flat, okay? Like, he wasn't dead or anything. He was just flat like a piece of paper. So he would, because he was flat, he used to help the police. Like, he would, like, slide under the door and then, you know, stick himself up against the wall and look like a painting inside of a, a museum. And uh, the robbers would come in trying to take shit, and he would he would tell them, he would start talking to him and stuff, and it would scare him. They'd be like, that picture's talking to us. And he'd be like, no, I'm just flat. But the reason I bring that up is because we have a little paper cutout of a small white child that we are taking with us cross-country and we are stopping and taking pictures with. And I, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit jealous because he's getting better pictures for Instagram than I am. You know, if I started him an Instagram page, I guarantee you he'd have like 250,000 followers by the end of the week. And he's a piece of paper. I post a picture. I could be doing a backflip into a crater on the moon with Beyonce and Simba from The Lion King and I might get six likes. 
But if I post a picture of my daughter wiping her face with a paper napkin from KFC, it gets 97 likes. And I don't understand. If I'm in the picture, it gets less likes. But if it's just of her, 700,000 likes. Go viral. They talk about it on CNN. You know, the Washington Post reaches out to me and they're like, hey, we'd like to write an article about your daughter, Lily. I don't get what it is, man. If I do a podcast and Lily walks in the frame and says, Daddy, my leg is hurting. I have 10 times more popular than all of my other podcasts. So what is it? I'm going to just wear, I'm just going to, I'm going to, do one of those deep fake videos and I'm going to have Lily sit in front of the camera and it's actually going to be me and then I'm going to map her face and body to my voice and then it's going to be her doing the podcast in my voice. The, the video podcast. But you know what? I'm not posting a video podcast this week because you motherfuckers don't deserve it. Because you don't be watching. I have people hit me up in the in my DMs or they message me on Facebook and they're like, hey, are you doing another video podcast this week? And I'm like, yeah. If I can, if all of my furniture isn't moved out of my house and in the back of a truck, you know, maybe. Because it's a lot easier to record just the audio for a podcast and it is to sit down with a camera and do it. It's a whole lot easier. But yeah, so there's no, there's not going to be a video podcast this week. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, I can't wait to watch the video podcast, the three of you that there are, there's not going to be one this week. So yeah. But yeah, so We've been taking pictures of this uh, cutout paper man. And uh, you know what? This little girl better get uh, 110 on this project. Because I was asking, like, well, are all the other kids, like, taking cross-country trips with their flat Stanley to get good pictures? They're like, no, some people just put him in the mail and then mail him back. And I'm like, oh, well, she better get accepted to the next grade immediately. Like, is she in the first grade? Okay, now she's in the sixth grade because that's how high of a grade she got. She passes everything five times because that is going above and beyond. That is extra, extra credit. And I'm... I'm doing the legwork, you know, and if they call me and ask me, you know what? Hey, she came with us. So, yeah, we stopped in Van Horn and it was really pretty. And then today, which was our third day, we drove like six, six and a half hours and we drove to Tombstone. And that was going to be the deal. I was like, okay, we're not going to drive that far on the third day. And we're going to stop in Tombstone and we're going to walk around and we're going to eat 
some highfalutin fare, and we're gonna drink in the saloons, and we're gonna go watch a gunfight. And we did everything I just named off, and it was fantastic. It was great. You know? So, yeah, that's where we're at right now. We're in Tombstone. My wife is afraid that the hotel that we're staying in is haunted, but that's okay because when we came into town, I had this hotel picked out because I was like, okay, this is the nicest place to stay in town, which isn't really a lot, saying a lot, but compared to what's around, this is the nicest hotel to stay in in the town. But she was like, no, let's stay in the town because, you know, we can both drink and then we can walk back from the town to our hotel because the hotel that we're actually staying in, you have to drive a little bit away from the town of Tombstone to stay in the hotel. Well, we, I'm like, okay, you know what? We'll do it your way. And we went to where it said the place that she wanted to stay on stay in was and guess what it was the scariest looking house I've ever seen we just we drive down these roads and then it's like in the middle of an alley and it's like it's like Shirlene Esquire's bed and breakfast and it's a house it's just a dirty looking house there's the sign was wrote bed and breakfast and it was on a like the outside of a pizza box and I was like well we're not staying here she's like I feel creeped out about this hotel and I'm like you feel creeped out about this one that we're staying in if we had stayed in one where somebody's Meemaw was walking around in a nightgown. Oh, that would have been terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, we're getting into San Diego tomorrow and it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm thinking about having my buddy Fanning on the next episode, which you might have to have uh subtitles for that one because you know, he's from the backwoods of Georgia, so not a whole lot of uh, sophistication going on there, if you catch my drift. But, um, yeah. What else happened? Right before we left, I was confronted by, like, three of the strangest people I've ever met in my life. The first one was while I was trying to pay my cell phone bill, this is right before we moved, I was like, okay, I got to go finish up my last minute bills. And I went to Verizon to pay it. And I just walk in there and this guy starts coming up to me and he starts asking me random questions. And, you know, I'm trying to be nice to him, so I answer him. And then out of nowhere... He gets really close to me. Now, first off, just to give you a description, this guy looks like he hasn't slept in about six days. His eyes are bloodshot. He's got a nine o'clock shadow on his face. 
and he's wearing a sleeveless shirt that has little paint spots all over it and shorts that have the back pocket where your wallet's supposed to go is torn out of them. I can see his underwear, but that's fine. You know, he's in there paying his cell phone bill, but he comes up to me and starts talking to me. Just simple, like, oh yeah, how you feel about this weather? It's hot, yep. And then literally just that fast, he starts telling me his entire life story. And I mean, nonstop, Man, I tell you what, man, I've had a terrible relationship with my dad growing up. I tell you what, man, if I if my dad was standing in front of me right now, I'd hit him right in his face. And I'm standing there like, dude, I just want to pay my cell phone bill. He's like, oh, all right. And he walks off. And he gave me mean looks until after I paid the guy and I left. The second weirdest human being I've ever met, we took my daughter uh, to this splash pad close to my hometown with my mom. You know, we're wearing all of our, you know, Auburn jerseys and shirts and stuff because it's game day. And we were going to take her over there and let her play a little bit before the games. Well, we get over there. There's an older gentleman, I guess, with his granddaughter, and he's sitting on a bench. And I see him stand up, and I knew immediately he's going to fucking come talk to us. He can't help himself. He's an old white man. He has to come speak to us. And that's exactly what he did. He came walking up. He's like, how are you doing? Like, he didn't even say anything. He just got close to me and my mom and just kind of stood there hovering for a second. I was like, hey, how's it going? You know, I wanted to be like, can I help you? <laughs> and he was just like, well, I seen you wearing uh, your Auburn stuff over there. And, you know, he literally sounded like what you would imagine a Southern gentleman sounded like in 1901. He was like, well, I saw you standing there with your your Auburn University clothes on, and I just had to come over and offer a salutations for wearing the colors of my alma mater. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then he just starts telling us all about him and all of his personal life and how he went to Auburn back in 1967, yada, yada, yada. And I'm, the whole time I'm just like, okay, all right. I'm trying to be nice. You know, I don't want to cuss the guy out, but deep down, I just want to be like, hey man, get the fuck away from us because I don't care. I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to talk to you. I don't know you. You know, I just want to watch my daughter run around in this water and have a good time. I don't want to meet my new 76-year-old friend, Bernie, you know? But what made it a hundred times worse, it was okay. You know, it was a little bit weird conversation. But what really broke the bag with me was when he was leaving, he said, I got one more thing to say to you. And I was like, okay. And he's shaking my hand as he says this. He goes, 
After a while, crocodile. See you later, alligator. Hang it loose, hypotenuse. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said those types of things where it was like, see you later, alligator. Uh, After a while, crocodile. He had like 96 different variations of that. And it lasted for like a minute and 40 seconds. And it was one of the most uncomfortable sensations I've ever had in my life. He could have literally been pointing like an infrared laser on my forehead and it would not have made me feel any more uncomfortable. Because I was just sitting there, just, I let go of his hand because he was holding my hand as he was saying this. And I just, I like let go. And I just looked at my mom and laughed. And then after it was over, I was like, only an older white man would do something like that. That is the only race that would do something like that and then think it was normal. That's that's it. That's all it is. You know? <sighs> but yeah. Last thing I want to talk about on this episode, I know it may be a little bit short. I haven't even keep kept up with the time on this episode. But uh, one of the last things I wanted to talk about was... Uh, the college football games, I'm not going to talk about a lot of them. First one I want to talk about is the Alabama game, which, I mean, shit, really, what is there even to say? I mean, they played Duke. Look, I'm not biased. I get it. Alabama is a really good team. But why are we hooting and hollering and so fucking excited that we beat the shit out of an unranked team? It was Duke. You know? Okay. Let's see how you do against Texas A&M. You know, which I'm sure they're going to do good. I'm sure they're going to go to the playoff again this year. But I'm just saying. You know? But, aside from that, Alabama beat the shit out of Duke. Cool, whatever. Next. Uh... We're going to talk about Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts, who right now is probably my favorite college football player. I love me some Jalen Hurts. And he showed the fuck out the other night against Houston. Had over 500 yards himself, like 300 passing yards and 175 rushing yards. It was crazy. He really, he already looks like he's 10 times the quarterback he was when he was at Alabama. So I'm hoping he has a really good season. I'm calling it right now. Jalen Hurts is going to win the Heisman. Jalen Hurts wins the Heisman, and Alabama and Oklahoma have to play each other in the semifinal of the, of the playoff. They're not going to play each other for the championship. They play each other for the playoff. And I think Alabama still ends up winning. I know that's a real early assessment. But if it happens, that's what they're gearing it up for, man. They want Jalen Hurts 
to play against the school that would not start him against Tua Talagova, who took his job. Okay? So when it happens, everybody just go ahead and send me some of that money you make off those bets. Because if you make those bets, I want 10% off the top. The last thing is the Auburn game, which was a great game. It it was a little bit nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, we pulled away with a win, and I was happy. We had Bo Nix, who was a brand-new freshman. This was his first college game. He was playing high school football a year ago, and now he has to play on a national stage in a NFL stadium against boys that are a lot bigger than what he's used to who are moving a whole lot faster than what he's used to. And he handled it well. Yeah, he made some mistakes. He did. But you know what? He pulled it together. He ended up, you know, squashing them nerves, and he got the win. And that's all that matters. I'm not going to lie. At halftime, I wanted Joey Gatewood to go in the game because I was like, Bo Nix isn't getting it done. But he came out of that locker room, and he handled business. The defense stepped up. They got the whole momentum of the entire game to shift. So it's going to be an interesting year for college football. Mark my words. I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think it's going to be Clemson and Alabama again for the championship. I just don't. I think people are so tired of it. There's going to be a wild card in there. It may be either one of those teams, but it's going to be versus somebody else. I'm telling you. But, yeah, I think that about does it. That wraps this up. we got a long drive in the morning. We're both really, really tired and, you know, Once I get everything set up, I'll be doing another episode next week. Once again, I appreciate everybody for listening. You know, it means a lot to me that you guys listen and continue to listen and you reach out and you, you know, give suggestions or you ask questions and things like that. It really means a lot. So I really appreciate you guys listening. As always, I will see you guys next week. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't got to wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now.